0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Building Roman's Empire Podcast. And on today's episode, um, I'm just going to call it a bonus episode. I'm going to give you guys some tactical knowledge on pulling lists. And the reason I chose to do this one, because I'm currently pulling a big list in my business, and I thought, well... um, t- It's a good time. It's a perfect time actually because it's fresh in my mind. Uh, We just literally scrubbed it and did the whole thing, did the whole process. So I'm going to tell you guys how we pull our list and then I'll I'll give you some criteria, um, how to go about it, what kind of lists we pull and where we pull it from and then how we stack it and and how we um, skip trace it and then how we market it. So here we go, guys. So thanks for being on here with me. Um, today's going to be, like I said, a quicker episode, but a very tactical episode. All right, guys, so let's get right into it. Let me pull up my lists, and then I'll go one by one, and we're going to talk about each one. Okay, so first and foremost, we, I, I, I know my criteria of, uh, let's see, um, of zip codes. So I know my zip codes that I'm marketing, and you don't want to go too far out. You don't want to cover like too much, but at the same time, um, you you kind of you don't want to you don't want to condense it to like two or three zip codes. So my perfect um, area is about six to seven zip codes. But see, all zip codes are different because they carry um, or they hold different amount of properties within the zip code. So you kind of have to fine tune that. So first and foremost, I have my zip codes selected. Right. And these are my like investment areas that I like to invest in. And um, that's why I chose them. So I wrote them down. And um, like my VAs already know what zip codes we pull. um, And I have a training doc for this. So they know exactly the zip codes that we pull. And same thing goes for my probate marketing. Probate marketing is a little bit different. I'll touch on probate marketing in in the very end of this episode. Right now, we're talking general lists. All right, so I got my six zip codes selected. They're usually within 45 minutes of driving range for me and my team back in Ohio. All right, so then we go in and we start pulling this list. Um, Now, back in the day, I used used many different sources. I used list source um, I use a combination of list source and direct skip and then uh, list source direct skip and prop stream and I tried all sorts of stuff guys um, all sorts of different lists and then I realized that the filters are pretty much all the same and the data is uh, a lot of the data is the same um, because they all get it from the same data providers not all but most of them get get it from the same data providers so anyway, Mm, So this time around, we use PropStream and we were able to filter the list that we used to get back in the day from ListSource on PropStream. Now, here's a tip about PropStream. PropStream, you can subscribe uh like on a monthly basis or um yeah it's usually on a monthly basis there's a small subscription and then uh, for like a 100 bucks and then you can go up to the next tier which is like I think 250 per month but then when you go up to the 250 per month you can pull a list up to or multiple lists and export them up to 50,000 leads so that's what we did instead of going with list source which was more expensive um, when you're pulling a list that's 50,000 leads, it's way more expensive than just subscribing to the second tier of PropStream and then pulling 50,000 leads that way. It's way cheaper. And the thing about it is, um, all the data points and all the filters are exactly the same. So I was able to replicate a lot of my list source lists with PropStream. So anyway, I don't want to go back and forth on which one's better, which one's not. Um, <clears throat> but they all pull relatively same data. All right, so first thing on PropStream, um, I'm going to go down <clears throat> and talk about each individual list and pretty much how we pull it. So actually, let me read them all off to you, and then and then I'll, I'll tell you guys uh, one by one. We'll go through it, and if there's anything special that I need to talk to you guys about, I'll let you guys know. So first one was the liens list. Then expired MLS listings, tax lates, vacant houses, seniors or equity, absentee, quit claim, bargain, and sale, related party list, trust, high equity, uh active and dismissed bankruptcy, tired landlords, tax auctions, divorce, driving for dollars, probates, code violations. Whoo. That was a lot. Okay, anyway, let's go one by one. Liens list. Um you can get this from PropStream. There is a filter, and you can even filter by um how much money uh or i'm sorry what the amount of the lien so i usually do a thousand dollars plus so if there's any lien on the house that's over a thousand dollars um we pull that data from all my zip codes and i told you it's about five six seven zip codes that we select Um, expired listings mls yes that's a prop stream filter very easy list to get i think it's uh it's one of the ones that's like pre-filtered you can even select it and pull it you just got to select the zip codes Tax late's tax delinquents. You can get this from PropStream and DirectSkip and a bunch of different other um, data providers, but PropStream makes it easy. Uh, vacant house uh, also there's a check mark. You check for vacant, but you got to uncheck everything else. Seniors with equity, same thing um, as discussed. Um, now, one thing I want to point out is I pull seniors with equity, and then I pull equ- high equity. Separately, And I'll touch on at the end why we pull some in your list. Okay. Um, then I do absentee owners. Um, that's a typical filter in PropStream. Quick claim bargain sale. So any quick claim transfers, I do that uh, separately along with related party list. Related party list is something that it's also a little check mark within PropStream filters. It just shows that the property transferred um, family to family, like similar same last names or same exact name or husband to wife or something like that. That's on the that's a related party list. Trust list is any property held in the trust, that's a filter in PropStream. High equity, I just touched on that. Active and dismissed bankruptcy, two separate uh, check marks in PropStream, very easy to pull. Tired landlords, same thing, PropStream, divorce list just a filter in prop stream very easy to pull and I got a couple good um, leads off of divorce driving for dollars now that's something that I do manually actually I hire a driver to drive my zip codes for me and the thing about that list like you can pull that list like once and then you can use it for a couple years um, and you can mail the same list and we'll just stack data on top of that list so we didn't drive any properties in 23 or 24. I mean any neighborhoods, but I'm using all my driving for dollars leads from 2021 20, and 22. Okay, next is probate, pre-probate, and inheritance lists and code violation list. Okay, now these two are specialty. These two are specialty lists and they perform the best. So my my. Probate, pre-pro- pre-probate, and inheritance. I have a course on this, okay? This is my top performing list that I get I get literally the best deals possible is, is this list. Uh, I'll put a link down below. If you're interested in taking a course and learning my probate game, um, it, there's a whole thing about it. It's not just pulling the list. There's a way to market it. There's a way to negotiate it. There's a way to lock it up. There's a lot of moving pieces involved when it comes to probate. So one thing I'll mention in the breakdown is there's a three-step process, right? First, somebody has to die. So that makes it a pre-probate. That's when somebody passed away. And then it goes to, um it, it just shows up as, hey, this person passed away and he owns real estate. That's pre-probate. Then it goes to the probate stage. That is when Um, the property actually is going through probate with the courts. So a separate document gets filed. So then that's called the probate. And then the inheritance phase, which is the last phase, is when the property actually transfers through probate from one party to another, usually like to uh, a family member or son son or daughter or something like that. So as you see, uh, the the probate has three separate steps, and I mark it to each individual step. Probate, pre-probate, and inheritance. Um, and that's something that we do weekly. We pull that list weekly and we mail it w- monthly. Yeah. So we pull it weekly. We mail it monthly. And sometimes we'll pull it like twice a month and then we'll mail it monthly um, because you want to hit that list fresh because that's um, probably the best list. Like I like I mentioned, uh, high motivation on anyone who inherits a the property. They just want to get rid of it. So um yeah, if and if you guys are interested, check out the course down below. It the links down below. Um I break all this down in detail. And then code violations is the same thing. There are um data providers that will provide a code violation list, but um the way I do it is I pull it through the same platform that I, that I pull my probates and pre-probates. Um, so if you're interested in the code violation list, that's also a specialty list. Um, check out my course. I talk about that as well. All right. So now we pulled all these lists. OK, now um, I'm just talking. I'm just going to talk about my scenario because we just did it. So I know real numbers. So what we did was for probates and pre-probates, inheritance and co violations. We, we did the whole list for 2023. So we keep track of all this. So we took all 2023 of probates and co-violations and then combined it with all these other lists that we pulled through PropStream that I just told you about. Hey, guys, I want to take a quick time out and tell you something that you already know. Leads are the lifeline to your real estate business. If you can't bring in leads, then you can't make money and your business is not going to sustain itself. Now, how do we bring leads? Well, how about direct mail marketing? In my business, from my personal experience, some of the best leads, some of the highest profit deals, and the highest response rate, I always, always, always get that from my direct mail campaigns. So why am I telling you guys this? Because I want to tell you about open letter marketing. Open letter marketing is a business that I trust. I actually know The owner, Justin. Uh, Matter of fact, Justin actually coached me in the business, in the lead generation business with direct mail when I first started out years ago. So that's why I want to tell you guys about open letter marketing. I personally use them in my business to generate leads through direct mail. You guys should know that I would never personally recommend a company or a business to my listeners if I don't have first-hand knowledge and first-hand experience of how that business operates, and if I don't have first-hand knowledge of their excellence, their work ethic, and their quality. And they're not like any other uh, direct mail company. You can actually call them, and a real-life person in America will answer and walk you through every step of the way. They'll They'll even guide you through what type of mail you should be sending out. And not to mention that they are by far the most reasonably priced direct mail company out there. You can put them head-to-head against other direct mail companies and you will see that they're by far cheaper than the competition without sacrificing the quality of the actual direct mail piece. So I highly recommend you check out Open Letter Marketing. I'm going to put the link in the episode description, check it out, and use them for all your direct mail leads. And on top of that, it will help you and it will help me. It will help you by getting more leads and making more money in your real estate business and it will help me by continuing to sustain this podcast to bring you guys more value all right now back to the show now what do we do next so what do we have here let me count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four about 15 lists or so so what do we do next with the 15 lists we upload it into a list stacking platform which PropStream has this feature. It can list stack for you. There's other ones that can do this like other um, CRMs. I think REI simply can do this in Velo or Invelia whatever it's called. They, that can do it too. You can actually create a formula in Excel. You can do it by yourself. But what we do is we just, since we're already subscribed to PropStream's like premium uh, subscription, we um, we just upload all the lists in there and let PropStream stack it for you, okay? So then what happens when we pull all these lists and we combine all these da- All this data, we're around 55,000 leads, all right? So do we want to mail all the 55,000 leads? Well, you can, you can, But, but I try to be more strategic about it and I go about it more tactical way. So what I'll do is... I take all 55,000 leads that we pulled and I put them into this list stacking platform that PropStream has to offer, and then I'll stack them. And what that means is it looks at each lead that's on each list, and then the platform recognizes how, like, a lead that's on multiple lists. So then we only filter. Uh, leads that are on three plus lists, okay. And in my scenario, at fifty-five thousand total leads, we condensed them down to forty-seven hundred. So now we're not mailing the whole fifty-five thousand uh, lead list. We're only mailing forty-seven hundred because the forty-seven hundred leads appear to be on three separate lists. And now hopefully you understand why we pull so many different lists. Uh, Because then we stack, we combine them, we stack them, and then we only choose the best of the best. So we cherry pick, right? So, so PropStream offers this uh, thing where it stacks it for you, and then you can filter by: Do you want only want the leads to be on two plus list, three plus list, four plus list, five plus, and so on? So what I do is I'll I'll mail everybody that's on three plus list, which I just mentioned is is the number was four thousand seven hundred. And then what we do is we specialty mail the people that are on six, five plus or six plus. So, And usually that number is in the hundreds. So if it's like around two, three, four hundred, sometimes it's under a hundred. Um, I'll take those leads and I call them super leads. Those are super leads because they're on five plus lists. So uh, technically they should be super, super motivated, right? So um so we'll take those and we'll mail them with the specialty uh, mailer. Now, okay, that takes me to the next step, which is what? What do you? How do you mail? Like wh- how do you go about this? All right. So then we go to many. We go to um, a couple of platforms and we run our data. So what we've done this time, we went to PropStream. Uh, we looked at their postcard mailing, then we went to open letter marketing, we looked at their sequences, and then we went to ballpoint marketing and we looked at their sequences. So I do have to say that ballpoint marketing stands out the best because ballpoint has the nicest features, the nicest designs, um, the handwriting pieces are the nicest, they, they really do a good job. Um, uh, the, the guys that run it, I know two brothers, I forget, them. Ryan Dossie is his name, he... Uh, they they really did a good job with uh, ballpoint however the price point of of ballpoint is almost double um i would say it's exactly double but it's like 40% higher than open letter marketing okay yeah open letter marketing it doesn't have as nice of mail pieces the handwriting is not as nice and the design f- is not as nice but they still have nice stuff like you can still get a handwritten uh letter under a dollar or around a dollar, okay, well, in an envelope, you can get a trifold handwritten letter for under a dollar, so when we ran our numbers for to mail our list, we, I realized that like, yeah, open letter is like 40% cheaper, so we went with open letter, even though the pieces are not as nice, but here's the other thing we do. We don't just mail one time. We mail them multiple times. So it's really up to you on how many times you want to mail. But you got to mail at least three times. You know, the, the more, the better, because the, the more touches you do, the more um, the, the more chances are that people are going to respond to you because you you might like. These people are highly likely to sell because I'm, because I did my homework. I pulled, first of all, I pulled good lists. And second of all, I stacked them. So these people are highly likely to sell. You just got to get the timing right. So it, just with your first mailing, the timing might not be right because they might not be interested in selling at that time. But if you keep mailing them over the course of a year or so, you might hit them with the mail piece at a time that they're actually willing to sell. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, So what I'll do is uh, I'll set it up on the drip campaign where we start with the professional letter introducing me and my company. Then we might then we might start with like more um, continue uh, the next month with more of a, a personal approach, like a handwritten letter. Um, then we might drip them with postcards and then maybe, maybe hit them again with a professional letter or or a handwritten letter or a combination of both. Sometimes I'll start with a handwritten letter and then the professional letter. But I w- seeing what works the most is starting with um, your best letter. So a sealed, nicely sealed professional letter um, that has your logo on it, that has all points of contact that they can contact you at. And then dripping them with handwritten letters or uh, postcards afterwards for as many times as you can or as you want or what your marketing budget allows. Now, what should your letter include? Um, A lot of these companies like Ballpoint and Open Letter, they already have pre-selected letters for you. Um, But let me just touch on a few things. So, First of all, you need a company logo and company name because if you don't have that you, you don't stand out as a company. You might just be another Joe Schmo and your letter's gonna get thrown in the trash. So, you wanna have somewhat of a professional looking letter uh, with the logo on it. And the reason you want the logo, because your logo is gonna appear on every single letter, subsequent letter after your first letter. So it'll become like a brand recognition thing, right? Like when you see a Nike sign, like you recognize the brand. It's the same thing with the sellers. The sellers will see your letter and they'll recognize your logo. They'll they'll recognize your brand. Now, next, you want to make sure that the people can call you text you uh, or email you so you want to have all letters all all points of communication listed within the letter so your email you want your email in there you want your phone number in there and you want your um, email phone number what else and text so so the phone number is also a text line it should be able to accept text and like we do that through um, call rail and uh, every time there's a missed text or a call coming in, it routes to my VA. If my VA doesn't answer, then it goes to my phone. So I'm not going to get into too much of that, but you can literally just send that to your phone. You can put your phone number on there or get like another app on your phone that has your a second second line, <clears throat> secondary phone number. And when your business calls are coming in, they will be coming into a secondary phone number. So that's that, Okay. So now we discuss pretty much um, how we selected our zip codes and how we selected our lists. I ran through all the lists for you. And then I I told you guys how we um, stack them and then how we, we overlap the list and then how we select um, our mailing campaign and uh, how we even budget our mail and stuff like that. Um, now, remember, I mentioned the five plus um I call them super leads that appear to be on five plus lists. Now, those are specialty, okay, because they should be the most motivated out of all the motivated, right? So, um... So what we do with those is we'll send them a specialty piece. So prop, uh, not prop stream, but ballpoint marketing has a specialty piece and same thing with open letter. They have these very nice handwritten letters. So we call them a specialty. And even the envelopes are hand handwritten in pen. Uh, it has a high likelihood of being open and high likely uh, very high response rate because there 's such nice letters so we 'll send our special special letters to our specialty lists and it 's usually a couple hundred um, couple hundred leads that I send that to and then we just sit back and we wait for uh, phone calls to come in and then they come in and then we go um I s- uh, sometimes I go to appointments myself, but now being in Florida and doing the development thing and building spec houses here i don 't i can 't do it myself, so I have boots on the ground that go to appointments for me, and then um, my v a will do the negotiations and setting up all the appointments and stuff um, but you don 't have to do it that way if you 're local go to the appointments yourself, take the calls yourself, negotiate them yourself, and uh, get it done now one thing I should mention I uh, forgot to mention is whenever you pull all your lists you also want to scrub for sold all right um the, so we use a we use a, a a software that scrubs the MLS for sold so you can even like filter um, sold within a year and everything that's actually just been sold within a year. like You don't want to mail that person that because um, the data sometimes when you pull the data, it's delayed by a month or so. So if the property was listed on the market and was sold, now you're wasting your mailing pieces. So you got to make sure that you scrub for solds and scrub for what's currently listed on MLS. Um, and, then, uh, and then the last piece I'll mention is when when you have your final list, right, you, you still wanna skip trace it because um, you want to get the, get the current mailing data. Um, you don't wanna just mail um, the property, which most of the time mailing the property works because the people that you're mailing live at the property. But a lot of times the people that live at the property um, do not own the property and are not the decision maker. So when you skip trace the list, Um, You actually get get the address of like where the tax bill goes and then you mail that address rather than mailing um, the property. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, Now, the last thing we do is once we skip trace it, since we already have the phone numbers for the whole list, we will call them as well. So we'll cold call them after we mail them what i've done in the past as well um i mailed the letters out and then i i send sms and i send ringless voicemails so we have done that as well that kind that helps you with your um with your response rates your your response rate should be way higher because you hit them with a letter you hit them with the sms you hit them with the ringless voicemail and you have a cold caller calling them um, as well, so your response rates should theoretically be higher, and they are because we tested it. Okay, so I just gave you guys so much information, it was pretty much like a master class on direct mail and how to optimize it, how to, how to what list to get, where to get them, how to pull them, how to stack them, how to mail them, how to track them. And I guess, uh, final, final piece of advice here you have to be able to track your leads. And that's when a CRM comes into play. Um, so when the leads come in, my VA's enter it into our Podio system, and then we track them and follow up and set them on the follow-up drip sequence in Podio. Because, you know, sometimes it, your first touch doesn't work out. Like sometimes your first phone call doesn't work out or whatever. So you want to continue following up with every single phone call that comes in, every lead that comes in. Now, if you don't have a CRM, that's fine. Don't Don't stress it when I started doing this guys, I had literally folders. I had a folder for leads, a folder for appointments, a folder for calls. And like, and I walked around with my bag and I always had like four folders in there. And, um, if you're going to do this yourself, um, if you don't have somebody answering the phones for you, um, cause there are companies that can answer phones for you. So you don't have to answer it yourself, but I recommend starting out doing it yourself um, what was I going to say? Oh, make sure you have a, um, like, like a template that guides your conversation. When, when the seller calls, you need to be able to be guide the seller through the conversation. And there's a finesse way of going about it because you can ask specific questions to devalue the property while you have them on the phone. And then also you can, um, you can uh, ask for an asking price at the end of the conversation, and then you schedule the appointment. Now, sometimes you can get like derailed with the conversation, so that's why I always had the templates on me, um, the seller lead sheets. I always had them on me. Now, this is something I do include in my probate and pre-probate, my my probate class. It's called uh, probate marketing blueprint. Um, I do include all that information in there, and I include my negotiation tactics, my secrets, uh, uh, my ninja tactics on how to get a price out of a seller when the seller is being stubborn and doesn't want to give you a price, how to schedule an appointment, how to do follow-ups, how to do price reductions, how to cold call, how to SMS blast, all that stuff, um, my direct mail sequence. I include all that information in the course. So if you guys are interested, take advantage of it. I'll put the link down below. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, guys, um, I literally just gave you guys a masterclass on direct mail. So much information, so much tactical knowledge you can take and use in your business, and it's all free. And that's why I do this, so I can provide value to my listeners. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Later.